this was like your first podcast. So this is the yeah. first first time we've done this. I'm very excited. All right. Yeah, yeah I'm excited too. Uh, all right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Riptide Podcast. Uh, we're very excited today. It's uh, a new thing that we're starting here in the mass media and UMass Boston. So we'll see how it goes. My name is uh, John Ray. I'm your co-host for this podcast. I got my boy Austin Schofield with me right now. Uh, Austin, what's up? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I am also one of your co-hosts. We're missing Jaylee, our third co-host, but uh, she'll be joining us you know, next week or the following week. So um, my name is Austin. I'm a bio major here. I transferred in. I've been here for about a year, so I'm a senior. And I'm really excited to be starting this project with my friends, and it's going to be really cool. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. My name is John Ray again. Uh, I'm currently a junior here majoring in IT. He, excuse me, he, him, his pronouns. Uh, I'm involved <laughs> in a lot of stuff. This semester is going to be pretty crazy. Six courses and a lot of other uh, extracurricular uh, involvements that I'm involved in. But um, a little bit about me there. I am also excited for this. Uh, we've been really planning it out throughout oh, yeah. the whole summer, so it's really taken off today. Uh, with that being said, we're also welcoming our first guest for today. Uh, he's pretty excited, as you mentioned before, but just a couple of things about him before uh, we bring him into the conversation. He's coming from uh, Lowell, Massachusetts, uh, Lowell, Massachusetts, like I said, um, where I'm coming from. Uh, but now he's living in Norfolk with a family of four. Uh, in his undergrad, he's actually the product, uh, a product of the UMass system, uh, coming from UMass Amherst with a Bachelor of uh, Arts in Economics and a minor in Political Science. Uh, he got his master's in higher education administration at Suffolk University uh, and uh, also a master's in bu business administration at Boston University. So uh, he's been all over the place at different uh, universities here in Massachusetts. Uh, got involved in college uh, with a lot of things as well. Uh, the Student Government Association, uh, the Resident Hall Government, Sigma Phi Epsilon President. Uh, and uh, on top of that, he's also a summer painter, a bar bouncer, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And, and had an eight-month co-op at Fidelity Investments. So he's got a lot under his belt, and that's, that's pretty dope. Uh, before he made it here at UMass Boston, he uh, worked at UMass Amherst with Greek Life, uh, the Boston Stock Exchange, Ralston Perina, a booking agent, manager, and club agent in the music industry, higher education sales, Boston University Student Activities, Northeastern University Campus Center Operations and Leadership Development, and the Assistant Dean of Students at Suffolk University. Uh, with that being said, uh, he's here now, again, at UMass Boston. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's welcome Associate Vice Chancellor for Student Affairs, Dean of Students, John Silveria. Hello. <laughs> Thanks. That's a Quite an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a that's a that's a hefty resume right there. <laughs> well, if you do it for a little while, John Ray, it it you know it it comes together. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, right off the bat, so I just want to touch because you said you're born and raised uh, in Lowell, Massachusetts, yep. right? So uh, I was uh, actually born in um, the Philippines, but I grew up most of my life in uh, Drake, Massachusetts. So like right next to yes, Lowell. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, the first thing that comes to mind is like, why not UMass Lowell? Because oh. that was that was, um, that was was the big question for me every time I told people, oh, I'm from Lowell, Drake, that Drake area. Oh, and so, you mean as an undergrad? Yeah, as, as an undergrad, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to go away. Mm -hmm. That was... That was a big piece of it. Okay. Um, and I did I did not want to be at home. And I think at the time I was I was more interested in taking myself out of the environment of Lowell. I, I have a lot of friends that mm. are there, a lot of friends <laughs> that grew up there who are still there. Yeah. But I felt a need to move away and sort of in many ways, probably find my own identity and, mm -hmm. and figure out who I was as a person. Yeah. And I think that's a little more challenging if you're in your hometown mm -hmm. and you feel like you are in a, a certain place that doesn't give you the opportunity to grow. So that was one of the big reasons. Yeah. And and frankly, I, I don't even think I had considered it. Mm -hmm. I, I was looking at a number of schools throughout New England and the Midwest. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. Pretty same reason for me, because um, UMass Lowell for me was like it was like literally five minutes away from my house, yeah. and my parents were like, "Why can't you just go to UMass Lowell? It's like right there." And I'm like, yeah. um, 
mom, I, I need to get out of here. Because <laughs> if you're going to school there, uh, well, not just Lowell, but like any any place uh, where, whether it's like a small town or like a big town, I think uh, just that wanting to put yourself out there and just uh, surround yourself with new people rather than the people that you grew up with for like the past like oh, 12, 12 yeah. years. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I found that super interesting too because I, when I started looking at colleges when I was in high school, at first, I was excited about the idea of moving away, and then it started to freak me out slowly. And so sure. it's interesting to see how there's differences among like people. Some people want to get out of there, and other people are like, "Oh, not yet," you know. And that was kind of my mindset was I was a little uh, unsure what I yeah. want to do, but that's yeah. really cool. No, I mean, like in our family, there's there's four kids, and uh, it turns out all four of us are UMass uh, products. You know, okay. my nice my. Sister Jen went to UMass Amherst, and she was there three years after me. My little brother Jeff was there probably ten years after us. But my middle brother Jimmy went to UMass Lowell, and he studied engineering. One of the main reasons he did okay. um, was I think he recognized that for himself, he wanted the discipline that being at home was going to give him in a rigorous major. Mm, interesting. And okay. it you know, worked out really well for yeah, him. Nice. And that was. I think a really mature decision for yeah. you know somebody who was seventeen when he was making it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 With that being said, I have a lot of friends who commute here that live like five minutes away, and that's totally fine too because like they they still want to stay at home and they want to be surrounded by their family, they want to be yeah. with their pets and everything like that, and that's totally fine too. So it's like whatever whatever's comfortable with you. Um, so at the end of the day, and that, which I think is pretty cool. So. Well, and and. and you know, it was a different time, so yeah. you guys got to keep this That's in true, mind. That's true, yeah. Oh, um, okay. oh yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. Pay, <laughs> I could pay my entire school bill if I worked really hard mm-hmm. over the course of a year oh, yeah. without any real loan debt. And I had, you know, I had parent, parents who were supportive. You know, my dad um, was a teacher mm-hmm. in, in Haverhill. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, you know, worked locally. She did not, she did not go to college. Um, but, you know, I think for us, you know, early on, my dad said, you know, you really probably don't want to come out with too much in terms of yeah, loan debt. Absolutely. And yeah. so that was a big thing. So even going out to Amherst at the time, mm-hmm. it was affordable enough for a kid to, you know, work really hard in the summer and probably be able to yeah. take care of most of that bill on their own. Yeah. And obviously, I think we're all well aware that it's not the current <laughs> yeah. state. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. It's, it's a very rare occurrence to be able to, uh, yeah, to but take care of it that quickly. Yeah. yeah, even that, like, I was fortunate enough for UMass Boston to offer me a pretty generous, like, scholarship for me to go here without taking out too many loans. So that's, that's something that not a lot of colleges today offer that type of opportunity for students um, that are just looking for like a decent educa- uh, higher education. So even right now, although like <laughs> I definitely wouldn't mind living back then and just uh, just working a summer job and then paying off my uh, next two semesters. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good experience, so yeah. that's pretty interesting. But yeah. Um, cool, cool. Let's um let's let's branch off and let's talk about um so so this is one of the aims of this episode is to kind of get at you know some some tips that we can kind of pass on to freshmen or sure. just new students at UMass or mm-hmm. or just people that are new in the community or new to college um and I mean John Ray and I have been in college for a couple of years yeah. now so we're starting to get the gist of it and you've obviously had quite an extensive academic career a little bit um, but going back to to balance you're the dean of students which yeah. is a definitely hefty position on campus um, how do you balance that home life because we had mentioned you you're yeah. back in Norfolk now you right. got a, you got a nice family and yeah. so, so that's that's got to be a lot of balance there yeah there is you know I, it's um, I think this is something that you develop over time and and you get to realize and that there are certain times of the year where you you are just all in <laughs> yep my, my, oh, yeah. my family is used to not seeing me on labor day weekend oh okay uh, all right you know, that's always been the case um they're you know they're not used to seeing me for times in mid mid to late may around commencement season absolutely and Okay. I, I would say, you know, there's probably a day of the week where they're like, where's dad? You know, and, and in a joking way, you know, I'm trying to hit events or, or programs. Um, but I also, 
you know, one of the ways that I, I take care of that, Austin, is um, I get in really early. Like, I'm an early bird. You know, I used to oh, like, yeah, live yeah. in the Boston Globe when I was a yeah. kid, so I was up at oh, 4.35 really? in the morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. So, um, <laughs> I usually get awesome. in yeah. here, oh, yeah. believe it or not, sometimes, usually between like 6.30 and 7. Okay, there you go. Wow. Yeah. And if there is not an event or a meeting that is going to keep me here, mm-hmm. I will probably hit the road home between 4 and 4.30. That's right. And okay. get That's home awesome. around 5.30. Okay. Hang out, see the family, yeah. and then usually by about nine o'clock, you know, I find myself checking back in to see what's going on, and then obviously because of my role, I'm on call, or I have staff that are on call and, and they report to me if something if there's a critical incident that needs our attention. Yeah. So um, I'm usually, you know, checking in, you know, as needed. But yeah, I think part of it is segmenting it, and then part of it also is is. You know, I have two boys. One is a junior in high school. One is in eighth grade. He's getting ready for college. Yeah, that's awesome. And, um, both are both are athletes, mm-hmm. and so you know, I also try to figure out when I can hit games, and so yeah. sometimes oh, yeah. that means Absolutely. you know going home and coming back, um, or you know staying later on other days and and yeah. you know making time in the schedule to go and see yeah you know see your kids and. Um, I think you have to one realize that it it takes a lot of balance. It takes sacrifice on yeah. both ends, and that that will probably be the case with a whole host of different careers. Yeah. Um, and and part of it also is probably, and I'm very fortunate. I have a a great partner in life. My wife Kate and I have been together for twenty five years. Congratulations! And so she, you know, legitimately understands what we do for work and um, we we try to do our best to balance each other out when it comes to that and, yeah. and that, that takes work it takes communication and, yeah and yeah you just you work on it for so, sure absolutely yeah I mean, even even just I mean I'm, I'm humbly still an undergrad and I'm, I'm very early in my you know career life but I will say I'm already noticing that the big majority of this is just kind of like Figuring out which ways you can kind of finesse things yeah. into your schedule, and, yep. and you gotta sometimes you do have to wake up super early, or you have mm-hmm. to, you know, I wouldn't say I wake up. I'm not a 4:30 guy myself. <laughs> I'll be honest, but I definitely would say um, you can. There's a lot of time, you know. It's it, people underestimate how many how many hours you can really use in the day. Yeah, you know? it's it's <laughs> astounding. If you're up at 4:35 in the morning, there's not a lot going on. Yeah, you get a lot done. Yeah. Um, I've also sadly found as I got older, I don't seem to sleep as much. So all of a sudden, four thirty for some odd reason seems like a wake up time. I don't want to wake up at four thirty, yeah. um, but it just seems to be happening. So yeah, that's interesting. I remember I because I was going through my Instagram feed the other day, um, yeah. and I saw that picture of you. Like you took like a selfie. I think for the first day of school, yeah, yeah, yeah. you took yeah. a selfie at like six or yeah, six or five in the morning. I was like, oh, this this guy's up early. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so there was that's that. Awesome. That's but yeah, awesome. I I try and do that too that's something that i've been trying to like make a habit of i at least wake up around like five or like yeah. five thirty so it's a good it's a good habit to have and then just make sure you get your rest on the other end <laughs> yeah you know i mean you're in a different time and place so you you know it's one thing to stretch yourself if you get up early but yeah you still gotta be healthy enough and get mm-hmm. to sleep in yes you can. You yeah know, that's that's critical so. yeah for sure for so, sure i think yeah. like at least like seven hours if pushing yeah. six uh, it's a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a, there's another example <laughs> yeah. of a good good uh, like a balance thing. I think some yeah. like I've I've heard some students tell me they need like nine hours to feel normal, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then I've I, I myself I feel like about five to six is like a optimal amount. Mm-hmm. Anything more makes me kind of groggy. Anything yeah. less makes me kind of sleepy. So yeah. it's kind of like a prime point. And I think that's kind of right. that's like that's like the balance thing that you totally. gotta you gotta find yeah, totally. what works for you, you know, and you'll figure that out, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, so. for sure. And it's definitely like. Uh, putting yourself in those like types of situations. So for me right now, I mentioned it before, but I'm taking six classes this semester. Oh, oh man. Doing this podcast. <laughs> I'm the resident assistant back in the rest halls and I'm the program assistant for OSLICE, the Office of Student Leadership and Community Engagement. So 
I think just really taking the time to take a step back and figure out my schedule for the week and going mm-hmm. hour by hour. Okay, this I'm gonna work in size for like a couple hours here. I'm gonna work on my homework a couple hours here. I'm gonna go for a workout a couple hours here, and just really going that day by day. It really helps yeah. out a lot. So breaking that down. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you bring, like you bring up a good point, and I think this is one of the challenging things you see for first year students, mm-hmm. especially those that are coming directly out of high school. Yeah. If you think back to high school time, you had that that structure, you know? Yeah. Like you knew when the alarm went off on the mor- oh, in the yeah. morning what was happening from that point in time, yeah. maybe until ten o'clock that night. Yeah. You know, for a lot of kids, you're yeah. you're thinking about you know, you're in school and then after school are are you studying? Are you at a job? Are yeah. you in a sport? Um, after that activity are you you know, getting dinner and then going to work or something else. That doesn't necessarily exist uh, when you get here. Yeah. And I think that's a big challenge for people who all of a sudden see a schedule where there's a lot of holes and they're yeah. not yeah. used to having that. <laughs> and some people, I think, you know, to what the example you just gave, they structure it, they fill it in such a way. Um, and there are others who are not as successful. Just wing it. Yeah, no, my, my, first, my first semester freshman year, guys, yeah. I had this bizarre situation where I had no classes on Thursdays. What? Yeah. Your yeah. freshman year? Yeah. That's it was, a, it was that's a bizarre rare. Schedule. Usually that happens maybe later. Like, I have that now as a senior for the first time. Right. I'm only Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. It was, it was horrible. Freshman year. Yeah. You know, it was horrible. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I didn't manage it well. Um... And I probably messed around way too much. And I, yeah. I, you know, you look back on that, and part of it probably wasn't either heeding the advice or getting the advice yeah. about creating that level of structure and trying oh, to yeah. maintain yeah. it. And, Absolutely. And I think that's that's one of those big things that you see as a challenge for especially yeah. first year students. Yeah. I think, sure. I think spinning off that too, um, this is a perfect opportunity to just mention the importance yeah. of involvement, obviously. Like we heard John Ray's fill in totally. his schedule and, and yeah, you're a busy guy, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I think that structure is really going to benefit you, yeah. you know, moving forward. And it, oh, it seems to have, you know, you've been successful as a student the past couple of years so far. So yeah, yeah. You know, that, that, that's definitely valid. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I think anything you can get involved in that allows you to make the school experience smaller is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and it, it could be a club, it could be an organization, it could be an RA, it could be work, whatever it is that makes it so that you create a community within the community mm-hmm. is critical because, yeah. you know, I think one of the things we've seen from, you know, tons of research is students that are engaged, students that are involved, students that have a feeling of belonging, um, probably have a leg up on student success and so for sure yeah it 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 could be any of a variety of things Mm -hmm. but i think creating that connection is critical outside of the classroom um on top of the work that you're doing inside the classroom yeah absolutely i i remember i said this a lot before back in orientation but similar to like what you said about your freshman Mm -hmm. year your your freshman year or your first year here is probably going to be the most like absolute like most free time that you'll ever have during your like college career because yeah. like in comparison to sophomore junior senior Absolutely. year you're going to be busy with a lot of other like classes like higher level classes and probably some other like involvements that you're in so definitely take that take advantage of that but also like use that to your advantage and structure it properly so you know when you can relax but then also times when you're like oh i gotta get some work done yeah. so getting and in, jumping into that involvement like find something that like really resonates with you and make that find that community that you can really rely on and have that support system so yeah, yeah. i think it's a little easier now than it was two years ago when <laughs> Fortnite was taken. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> although i say that now and who knows what the the next you know, great yeah, great video game that will obsess. Oh yeah, students suffering hours would be. So. Yeah, I remember. That's so funny. It was in the summer. This summer, actually, this past summer, there was like a Fortnite tournament. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, there, thirty there million was. dollars. The play down in Flushing Meadows where the U.S. Open is right now. Yeah, it's 
that's an industry and esports is here oh to my stay. That's, absolutely. That's, that's legit. There was a yeah. kid that was like, wasn't he like 16 or something? Yeah, he was like, like a couple 16, million dollars yeah. from yeah. this game. A millionaire at 16 years old. I, and, and people make fun <laughs> of you for make, playing it all the time. Look at this yeah. kid. He's going away yeah. with, a, with a, quite a large uh, bag of money. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. No, I, I just I but, half yeah. joke about it because it always seems like, You'll have students that come into the dean of students' house like, "Well, what did you do last semester?" I, I played a lot of video games. How did I go for you? Not so well. Yeah, and, yeah. oh yeah. And, and and so no, it is is believe it or not, one of those weird pitfalls that mm-hmm. you know when you have a lot of time. Yeah. Um, things yeah. like that can be really challenging. If oh you're yeah. About time. For sure. Yeah. You could get carried away easily. Sometimes easily. I'll just like. Get on my phone for like a good three hours. Oh just man! Oh man! <laughs> Social media—it is yeah. so bad. Like it's—it's yeah. it's really cool. It's really convenient, and I'm right. a huge fan because like my photography. It's like how could I not love that outlet? <laughs> but yeah. but like oh man, it really does take away so much time. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it's like once you find yourself in the point of worrying about it, you gotta step back. That's, yeah. That's the the key right there is when you feel like you're almost like addicted, you gotta draw <laughs> yep. it back. All right. Somebody <laughs> take this photo away from me. But, um, but yeah. Nice, nice. So uh, I'm curious. So one of the things that you had mentioned was that you pursued a master's in higher education yeah. administration. Yeah. That's where you are now. But sure. um, you, in your undergrad, you pursued a bachelor of arts in economics. Yes. So I'm curious, where, where in that time frame, did you decide to make that switch specifically, or like switch switch in oh, mindset? That's it. Or yeah. sure. Um, it was actually probably more progressive mm-hmm. than. Than that, so I um, I I knew probably late junior year that I think I wanted to work in okay in business, wanted to work in finance in some way, shape, or form. Gotcha. And so I I did something odd, which was I, I took the first semester of my senior year off. Actually, no, I'm sorry, Ooh. second semester okay. of my senior year off, and worked at Fidelity Investments. In oh, Boston. okay. Um, and so my co-op with them was that eight month. That eight month. Okay. Yeah. And I was living at home in Lowell. Okay. And okay. And nice. The nice. train in. Yeah. And then I went back and I finished up in December. I think I took like one course over January yeah. winter session and graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd been involved in my fraternity and in student government. Mm-hmm. Those were the two big things I was involved in. Gotcha. And when I got back for the second semester of my senior year. The director of Greek Life asked if I wanted to serve as the IFC advisor. So okay. basically, that's typically a grad student who's working with the fraternity system just in an advising role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a second semester senior, but I was, at that point, I'd say mostly separated from my chapter because they were younger. I was, you know, 22, 23 years old. And, yeah. Um, so I agreed to do it. And I, I think I learned a lot. You know, we were, this is early 90s, um, the director left in November, the dean of students asked me if I wanted to stick around and be her special assistant to the dean and just help with Greek life until they could hire a director in the summer. Um, ironically, the director they hired is still out there, his name's Mike Wiseman, okay. if you ever listen to this, Mike, just give me a little shout out. <laughs> but um, it... What it did do is it sort of, you know, it turned this light bulb on for me. And I remember Sharon Kippitz, who was the dean, said, you know, John, you can, you can do this as a job. And I think that's one of the funny things about higher yeah. education is, is you know, you, if you're in eighth grade or a sophomore in high school, you're not saying, well, I'm, I'm going to go to college because I want to be a dean of students. Yeah. <laughs> most, I would say most people would have no idea yeah. what that person does work. Yep. I'm going to go work in admissions someday at a university. You just, that's not necessarily something people really aspire to do. And they don't necessarily know about the career opportunities of, of working in higher education until they're immersed in it. Well, that's the thing, too. I, yeah. I, I think it's definitely more, it's not so much um, uninterest, but rather they just simply don't even, no. don't even know about yeah. it, yeah. you know? And that's, that's, that's a cool point to bring up oh, is totally. students nowadays when they go to college, like, I had no like I've, I'm still discovering like with my bio degree like I can do this I can do that like I have I had no there's so much more to it than yeah. I ever thought and that all came from just like continuing straight yeah. through college and you know just exploring stuff yeah and I 
I didn't go straight into higher ed. You know, I, I waited three or four years. And, and part of it, believe it or not, I think at the time, was also a function of the economy and what I was doing for work. And I had spent some time working for a, a booking agency that was working on concerts at, at colleges. And I was part of called the NACA, National Association for Campus Activities, but I was there as a vendor. Yeah. And, you know, I ran into a lot of people that were working at institutions. I was working with them. And I said, I think I'd rather be back on the other side. And that's okay. that was one of the things that propelled me to go and do my master's in higher ed. Because mm-hmm. you know, I thought, I think I'd rather be on the other side of this in student activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that was probably my... That was my initial entree into it, was going back. Um, Suffolk at the time had a one year. You could do it in one calendar oh, year. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, I did a practicum in the student activities office and just soaked it all in for you know for a year. And it was a good experience. It helped launch me into a position at Boston University mm-hmm. in student activities. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, that's that was really the start. Yeah, to get you where you where you're at right now, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. I think the biggest thing that really sticks out to me as you're talking is time, because a lot of times when students come in here and they like just pick a major, they're yeah. worried like, oh, this is the major that I gotta like do for the rest sure. of my life and stuff like that. And so I think really emphasizing the fact that you have a lot of time to figure out what you want to do. It's okay if you switch majors. Like for me, I switched majors last semester. I went from computer science to IT, so a pretty similar field, but nonetheless, I still switched. And for the longest time, I like just was thinking, oh, I gotta stick it out, I gotta stick it out, and just like go through it. But then like at the end of the day, I just kept dragging myself to do the work, and I didn't want to do that. So it's a balance between um, loving what you do and also just doing getting getting the work done but also again like knowing that you have a lot of time it's okay if you don't graduate in four years if it's like oh, everybody's, five years yeah and, and we talk about that all the time I mean I started out as a chemical engineer when yeah. I was a freshman oh okay yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I was a chemical very, what? very much <laughs> a complete turn <laughs> physics my friends that's what it was physics physics, <laughs> physics made me realize oh yeah um, yeah, yeah, this is not where I'm heading. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and no, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people that graduated in four and a half years. Yeah. Uh, everybody's path is individual. And you know, sometimes people forget going into this that maybe a, a slower course load makes sense. You know, maybe going part-time once in a while um, is helpful financially. Uh, maybe taking a break when you're not feeling up to it mm-hmm. and having a plan for coming back yeah. makes a lot of sense. It, you know, I had a student at a past institution who only went to school in the fall. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. This, interesting. This, no, this, is a, this was interesting. This young man went to school in the fall. He left at the end of December, would go out to Colorado or Utah, work at a ski resort out there. Oh, and that's awesome. Would, and then he would literally leave the ski resort in April, May, oh. move to the vineyard, work at a bar over on the vineyard, okay. and then would show up to the school in the fall, pay for everything in cash, and go through the same process. <laughs> and that's awesome. I, I found out about this wow. like six years in because <laughs> there, there was some problem and he ended up in my office. We had this discussion, but that was his path. And, and, he, and he was like, I don't want to give up this other piece of my life and, my, yeah. and this lifestyle that I really enjoy. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. you know, he talked about how much he really enjoyed working over on this island, how much he enjoyed fishing over there, and that every fall he was ready, you know, to go and, you know, keep taking classes. And, and that was his path. <clears throat> Everybody's got a different reason oh, yeah. why. You know, it may not be a simple four year straight, you know, straight up, you know, straight up the ladder. Yeah. And, you know, you're seeing more and more students that are, you know, transferring, which yeah. was a lot less likely when I, when I was an undergrad. Oh, yeah. Um, you're seeing students that are going to a, you know, going to a school knowing that they want to transfer into somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
you're seeing, you know, and I, I would hope that we still see more and more students using this path, utilizing local community colleges, Absolutely, yeah. um, and then transferring in, you know, it creates, I think, a much higher level of affordability. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great in terms of access. That was the, my road. Huge. <laughs> and the UMass, the UMass best system. Yeah, it was the best choice I've yeah. made for yeah. college, 100%. It uh, helped, you, me, helped me pay for it, and now I... Yeah. You know, I have a very good scholarship As because of my time at Massasoit. If I had not done that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have. I would have paid almost full price actually, because when I was in high school, my package came for this school because I got accepted here, and it was not that great. Um, <laughs> and so it would have. I mean, you know, but UMass is affordable either way, so it would have been okay. But I, you know, I chose the community college route, and it was crazy how yeah. how much of a difference that made mm-hmm. to me. Um, plus just the opportunity to really try it out too um, that might be crucial for some people maybe some people got accepted to like a private school and but they said like I don't want to do that because I'm not sure what I want to do and they said yeah. UMass is an mm-hmm. awesome choice to explore that's yeah. a route that I see a lot too. yeah absolutely and I, I agree I think it's just um, with like I, I don't know for me it's like I, I've heard in the past like the reputation of community college. It's like it's it's yeah. Like you just want you just want to jump straight into college and just get get your degree and that's it. And I think really breaking that down and uh, really pushing the fact that there are different paths. You can yes. take community college and then go into a four year college. You can start that four year college, but you don't have to necessarily finish within those four years. Mm-hmm. And so breaking down that idea of like you have to go to a four year college get that degree in four years, get that job, and you're good to go. Um, and just just to, like, break that, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, kind of like a pressure. It's a, yeah, stop I mean, that there's, pressure. A, there's a stigma around it, that too. Stigma, and, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. and I think you, you touched on this and yeah. how it was less common in the past. And I definitely, even in just my short time in college, I've seen, or I've at least felt like, a lot of the people that I've met have the it's increased the amount of stories I've heard where they say yeah I took a semester off or I, I went part-time because I had some family stuff I had to do or I didn't want to come for yeah, a semester and, and I totally took a break yeah. um, and that you know I never really understood the stigma of it but now I see like it really is becoming normalized and, and there isn't get there the stigma is going away which is well, which is good and I think it should I mean you know part of this also is, is you look at Massachusetts and New England, you have a ton of private institutions. That's right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you look at the state of Massachusetts, and you know, here's a little shameless plug, but I wish our, our legislature would put more into our UMass system oh, and yeah, our state absolutely. university yeah. system. Yep. Um, and if, if you looked at other state university systems where the premier institution or one of the top institutions in that state is the state university, just like it is here, but there aren't as many private institutions around. You'll see a whole host of students that are that, that it's completely acceptable that they're thinking, oh, I will go to school at this community college for two years and transfer in. Yes. And a lot of community college systems that have housing built into them. Wow. Um, <laughs> but if you look at you know um, Penn State, if you looked at the California system, if you looked at you know the Florida system, there's a whole host of students in larger larger states and even smaller states um, that are using community college access. Mm -hmm. And I think we will see more and more students and their families making that decision here when they recognize how affordable a path it is Mm -hmm. and that the end result, that degree, you know, after that community college um, experience is coming from a school that they want to come from but it's also given them, as, as you said, Austin, the chance to try things out. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And to make sure that college is right for them. Yeah, yeah. that was a big yep. thing for me yeah. is my, my father really wanted me to go to college. Uh, and I had gotten enrolled in a private school, but I just wasn't ready to mm-hmm. accept that financial burden yeah. um, for something that I wasn't fully invested in at the time. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was really unsure if I even thought college was my route. I was sure. considering other options. So it was... Um, mm-hmm. It was really good for me to do that. And uh, I also think that, that that could be the case for, again, a lot of students here is they're not sure what they want to do, but that's yeah. that's what they're going to figure out as they move yeah. forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think <clears throat> moving on to that, uh, it's it's when you're, figure, you're figuring that out during college. I think college is one of the biggest times where you 
really learn more about yourself and more about your identities and just like who you are as a person because a lot of times you're coming up from these towns that you grew up with people like for most of your life um, mm -hmm. like I said before and so you're really putting in a situation in an environment where you're more on your own independent and so taking that opportunity to really build yourself up from that and so there's a lot of time a lot of free time and so we just really encouraging that and then with that being said um, not just focusing on the classes, but also the involvement. Yes. So that's that's a big thing <laughs> too. That'll help you find your voice here, and just also, um, just again like figuring out who you are. Not just like the class that you take. So you you did mention that you were part of at SGA. That's the student student government uh, association. Student government. Yep. Yeah, student government, uh, rest hall government, and then Sigma Pi Epsilon president. Was there any, was there anything else that you were involved in? Or? No, those were. I mean, those were the big ones. Mm -hmm. yeah, we had an area government. We. We had a residence hall association called Orchard Hill Area Government, which okay. was part of the campus I lived in. Interesting, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, student government for the campus is very similar to USG yes. here. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my fraternity, I pledged when I was a second semester freshman and just got heavily involved. It was a small chapter at the time. Okay. Um, and I just got very involved in the leadership of it and, okay. and helping move it forward. So nice. Was there awesome. any was there any like specific reason that you wanted to like join those types of organizations? Um, no, I think just uh, <laughs> no, I think part of it was you know, I was involved in high school. Yeah. So okay. you know, the okay. leadership opportunities that presented themselves pretty easily. Yeah. And I, I think the other big piece of it was to me, UMass was a big school. You know, I, and um, even though Lowell was big, I had a small group of friends. You know, I and, and so the opportunity to make a, a big place feel smaller through involvement in student government and involvement in fraternity, to me was a, a pretty easy way of yeah. making a big place feel more like home. Okay. You know? And I, that, I think that's one of the, those things that stays with you. I, I just met up with, I think, five or six guys <laughs> last, last weekend or the weekend, yeah, last weekend. No, two weekends. <laughs> and um, I hadn't seen some of them in 20 plus years. Are they, are they from, um, from this From, this from the fraternity. From yeah. the fraternity. That's, that's crazy. That's, that's, that's beautiful. That's, awesome. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Awesome. Here are 30 Love years later uh, <laughs> at Frog's Beach House. You know what you're saying? <laughs> that's <laughs> like, awesome. This isn't the worst thing in the world to be catching up with guys that yeah. you haven't seen in that's yeah, got to be really cool. Know, wow. Years. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> feeling to have. Yeah. I think just meeting up with people you haven't seen in a while because yeah. it's always great to catch up because you'll yeah. you'll never know like just to see like the type of development that they went through and the type of uh, showing them like I, yeah. I guess like learning them learning them more about yourself uh, in, in the way like how, what you went through over the years. Yeah, well. yeah. So just no, catching definitely. up with that. I love, I I love mean, catching up. <laughs> I, 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 sh I shoot photography for a, a, a local band down on the South Shore that's uh, from the kids in the banner from my high school nice. and uh so when i go out there to shoot those photos i always see a couple of kids from my high school i always yeah. try to catch up with them you know it's kind of <laughs> cool to see that oh yeah um, it's really fun and that was only a couple of years ago i can't imagine how interesting it'll be 10 15 20 years down the road when yeah. we're really deep into <laughs> life at that point you know um that's got to be awesome yeah going back to what you were talking about with with making that that the the community feel smaller or mm -hmm. having your own kind of subset sure. when i was at massasoit i felt like that was really easy for me to do because like as you said sometimes you get into situations where these uh leadership opportunities and just general opportunities present themselves really easily yeah. um and that happened to me at massasoit thankfully i got involved very heavily i was in student government um i did research on campus for over a year I tutored math, so I did. I did a lot of stuff on that campus, and I had a lot of friends through that, and I felt really comfortable there. And that was my huge goal: transferring from that community college of Massasoit to UMass Boston. My biggest fear was this school's way bigger than Massasoit. I want to make sure that it still feels like it felt when I walked onto Massasoit's campus, and that's why I got involved with mass media because it was my. I have an interest in photography that you know worked out really well and so I went there and I ended up shooting for them and that was how I got involved and have met basically my UMass family I like to say like they're all my good friends now it's right. pretty cool yeah. and that's that's so important yeah. for anybody that's listening like you gotta you gotta go out there and look for your people like you're no. gonna find that as you as you get involved absolutely and I, you know that I think the one challenge with it and it's nice to see that you took this on is some people are not willing to go hunt down those opportunities. Yeah. You know, and, and you have to be a little bit 
vulnerable, you know, because you don't know who Absolutely. people are. Yeah. And you're walking <laughs> yep. into an established organization <laughs> yeah. and you're like, hey, I can do this. And, and that can be challenging for some people who in their nature don't do that. Yeah. And for some people, it's a real risk. But it's totally worth it. And I, I think the other piece of it is, is one of the things that impresses me about our student body is um, they're, they're pretty friendly. They're pretty... Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, Yeah, they're pretty friendly. Absolutely. um, (laughs) But there's also, I think, a whole host of opportunities for even positions that end up being paid, you know, through a variety of organizations. Um, And and students should look, you know, look for that because it's challenging for some. You know, like some people would would listen to this podcast and tell us more and be like, I can't do that because I I need to pay for school or I need to pay for this. Yeah. Yeah. There are a whole host of, you know, paid positions on campus absolutely yeah. um, work study roles mm-hmm. that help you get connected yeah and you know we had I remember having students who their main involvement on our campus at my one of my past institutions was the fact that they were a work study in mm-hmm. the office but they yeah. were incredibly connected yeah don't discount yeah um, absolutely those yeah. those roles because they're absolutely. huge you yeah. know and they're communities within themselves mm-hmm. I think that's such a sure. really good point. I, I'm really glad you brought that up because I didn't really even consider talk, thinking yeah. about that. Yeah. The idea that yeah. there are some students that mm-hmm. are stressed about getting the bills paid right. so much so that yeah. they're afraid they can't even yeah. get involved. For sure. That's so true. There's so much to, yeah. there's so many paid opportunities and you can even get grants for projects and mm-hmm. things you totally. want to do. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one of the organiz- organizations that first comes to mind with like opportunities like that is Jumpstart um, in, I'm gonna plug again, but Office of Student Yeah, they're like, uh, they're a really big uh, uh, community service group on campus that actually provides work study opportunities for students here uh, to get involved in that type of community uh, and just make those types of connections. So again, I, I, I appreciate you bringing that up, yeah. thank you. Cause like a lot of times I'll just push people like get involved, get involved, get involved. But then I keep forgetting that there are people like yeah. oh, we we gotta pay bills oh, too. Yeah. So yeah. I worked as a bookstore security guy. That was that was one of my jobs. Was that the bouncer? Bookstore. I I worked with a group of other students and we did theft prevention. I'm not kidding. Oh wow. my gosh, yeah. that's yeah. hilarious. No, that's I, crazy. Did yeah. you check out that book? Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Hey, get over here. <laughs> It was, it was a very, it was an odd job. I don't know if it exists anymore, but and Barnes I would have friends that would walk in and be like, John, I always see you at the bookstore. I'm like, well, it's because I'm working. <laughs> so, but it was, yeah. Nice. Well, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sure you got awesome. a, a good bunch of discounts, though. Get some merch no, over there. No, what? what? No, oh, was, my goodness. This was a, this was just a, this was really a job. It was, yeah. Part no, of, like, stop benefits no, or anything like really? that? No, no. Oh, oh my gosh. Dang. Yeah, I didn't think not about good. That. Oh no. no. Well, okay. Definitely, when you uh, ever visit back there, you should ask. Because uh, I think that's. We'll that's see fair. if there's like an alumni <laughs> benefit. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I worked in theft prevention a yeah. number of years. Ago. <laughs> I don't think it's going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, no worries. <laughs> um, with that being said. Uh, with all these things, so bills, you got to pay bills. Yeah. You also want to get involved and you got your classes. How did you, going back to like the balancing mm-hmm. thing again, how did you balance that during your undergrad? Um, probably not as well as a lot of people. <laughs> um, I think you can always be, you can always challenge yourself to be organized and try to hold to those schedules. Mm-hmm. I think the, the big thing was, one, you knew you had to, Pay your bills. Yeah. So you knew there was yes. a motivation to. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> there it is. To work a yep. certain amount. Um, you know, my parents, I think, were really generous with what what they gave, but they also had an expectation of us that, you know, we were paying for a certain yes. amount of our school and mm-hmm. we were going to take yeah. care of our, you know, the the things that we want while we were there. I wasn't able to call home and say, "Hey, I need new sneakers." They'd be like, "Oh, well, how are you going to get those?" <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to you next week. Love you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's be real. Thanks, mom. Um, so, I think part of it for anybody is just figuring out how you're going to be organized about that, mm-hmm. and and getting a schedule that works. Yeah. And, and and that also leads to, you know, sometimes that means for some students accelerating how quickly they they go through school. They'll 
They'll take courses in the summer so that they can oh, yeah. ramp out how, mm-hmm. how yeah, quickly they can graduate. I did, I did the same, yep. yeah. Um, some, it's the other way around where they, they say, oh, I'm going to take this semester off and I'm going to do this. I, I think it's really critical to work out your plans, yep. you know, to set your goals and, and to really challenge yourself to try to figure out a, a full schedule <clears throat> that's going to work for you. Okay. You know, we... If you ever look at, you, you probably spend twenty to twenty-five weeks at twenty-five hours at most yeah. in class in a week. Um, there's a lot of time yeah. outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and um, you know, for some, it's about creating a schedule so that they can work in the mornings mm-hmm. or in the evenings. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's just critical to create that balance early on. Yeah, for sure. Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and with that being said, again, you were you were involved in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I you I'm pretty sure you've gained a lot of skills, like not only like again like during your high school, but also like again during throughout your whole college yeah. career. Um, what would you say like the most like useful skills that you've learned from those types of like involvement and experiences that you've had? Um, it it's really weird when you are. I'm thinking, I just turned twenty. I got a call from the director of Greek Life, and she said, uh, there is a fraternity house available for the fall for rent for your chapter. And this is May. Oh. And she goes, it's available in September. It's a 16-person house. Um, would the chapter want it? And so, you know, guys, you didn't have cell phones then. You didn't have <laughs> the internet. So yeah. calling people, and people are calling people. Can we get 16 guys together? How many leases do yeah. we have to break? Yeah, we yeah. have to, you know, can we fill this house? Yeah. Um, it was an incredibly strange experience to be 20 years old, um, putting my name on a lease yeah. for, a, wow. for yeah. a 16-person house. Oh, okay. Dealing yeah, directly with, yeah. um, dealing directly with that. Yeah. And then, also, really pulling together this chapter, which at the mm-hmm. time I think had about thirty-five guys, and then two years later, mm-hmm. our we had eighty people, and our national had worked with us to buy an existing forty-five-person house out there okay. as a as a chapter house. Okay. So it was one of those great opportunities. It was a huge learning experience. Yeah. Thrust me into a leadership role yeah. that, in many ways, at that age. I don't know that I was completely prepared for yeah. and um, probably made me grow up real quick in some ways and in other ways you know I probably wish that I grew up faster you yeah. know and handled yeah. things even better yeah. um, so you know I think sometimes leadership opportunities present themselves and some people <clears throat> are willing to jump into them yeah. and you learn a lot of it. And I think that yeah. that was an experience that really helped drive for me um, things that I did next. It, you know, it made me more confident looking at my co-op opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave me something to talk about you know, when I went on interviews. Mm-hmm. It was a basis for deciding to go back to you know, school for higher ed because I truly enjoyed my time in it. Yeah and felt that I wanted to participate and, and pursue a career in it. Yeah. So, nice. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I wanted to touch on really quick was, um, so that big responsibility, going back to the fraternity yeah. house, yeah. that, to me, I have I have gone through some experiences. Um, I'm building a photo business on the side of my degree nice. right now. Yeah, it's been yeah. it's actually been going pretty decent. I mean, I'm, I think I'm going to break even this year. I have to figure out the taxes and that stuff. Yeah. It's kind of scary, but so I just recently had a huge uh, a huge client came to me and and asked me to do a shoot for them, and um, it was probably one of the scariest things that I've ever done so far, mm-hmm. like in my entire life. Mm-hmm. But I just did it because that's how you learn you know you have to struggle through those terrifying not not terrifying but anxiety inducing yeah, moments yeah. um which for you it could have been purchasing oh, yeah. that house yeah. is, is got to be you know it's quite a lot, lot to deal with especially at 20 <laughs> and you know I'm, I'm at a similar age right. 21 yeah, and yeah, i yeah. i'm dealing with companies that are you know 
massive, like right. massive, massive, like lawyer uh-huh. teams type thing. And I'm all on my own. It's terrifying, but but that's how I learned. I learned so much about contractual language, about how to protect myself, mm-hmm. about how to ensure that I'm being um, fair to them as well. Like I signed an NDA. That's why I can't n- mention their name right now. But see, I'm being fair to them. <laughs> but but yeah. So it's it's um it's it's all about those opportunities. Like you really by doing things that aren't really in your classes. That's also going to make you know, a huge skill set come out of you. You're going to really build yeah. that. And it's it's all about tackling those giant challenges that come your way, yeah. not shying away from them. No, That's I, the big one. I totally agree. I think uh, a lot of times um, you're in the mindset of like, oh, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I mean, yeah. to be honest, like when, like what is ready? Like you're, you're never <laughs> going to be completely ready for anything. And so just really... Taking more of those uh, risky risky jumps mm-hmm. and learning learning from those experiences because it's more about like learning from what you take from those jumps rather than um, preparing yourself as much as possible. Yeah, like, I think that's that's one of the biggest things that I've learned these past couple of years. For me, it's like oh I gotta I gotta prepare these things. I like I script and a lot of yeah. stuff and stuff like that. Like which. We did for this yet. Yeah, we've <laughs> kind of also been winging it at the same yeah. time. We're kind of just yeah. going with the flow, and that's what yeah. you do. You yeah. Know? And in fairness. That doesn't necessarily change. Mm-hmm. Um, coming here from from Suffolk was a was a very big jump for me career wise. Mm, okay. And so you know, and this is I think important you know for you and for listeners is you, you will have to take risks in your career. You know, yes. and you will you know look at opportunities and say, oh geez, I don't know if I'm ready. And part of it has to be believing in yourself, and yes. and also. You know, for me, it was also knowing that I had a network I could rely on mm-hmm. and people I could call yeah. and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking and doing. Yeah. And and knowing that there were people that had some expertise yeah. that were willing to share oh, yeah. and give me their thoughts on, on what I was doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That doesn't necessarily change. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the reason I bring that up is it is, I think it's important to stretch yourself. I think it's important to take those risks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it, you know, strengthens a mental muscle that Absolutely. can be really critical down yes. the road yep. when you're saying, hey, I did this before. Mm-hmm. You know, I believed in myself when I mm-hmm. was running my photography business. Yeah. I believed in myself when I applied to be an RA. And those things help propel. You know, yeah. those, those little victories Absolutely. or yeah. even those little failures yeah. 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 that, yeah. you know, that help build up. Mm-hmm. You know that capacity to to do more. Yeah, I like I like that a lot. Yeah, Thank that you for really that. Yeah, I think that really resonates at, so much. At with the that. end of the day, <laughs> if you have faith in yourself, if you believe in yourself one hundred percent, like you can you can do anything. And so yeah. I, I I said it's, this uh, to my, I was talking to my friends yesterday. I was like, um, if I can survive this semester, yeah, you tweeted that I can do anything. <laughs> you tweeted that. Yeah. I'm a, yeah, no, yeah. honestly. But that's so valid. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if you have you, it's half of the the leaps that we're talking about is just faith in yourself. At yes. the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, it's such a cliche, but it's so mm-hmm. true, it's so valid. Yeah, but um, for sure. Yeah. So on top of those uh, on campus involvements, off campus yeah. involvements, you also mentioned summer painter, bar bouncer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm curious how 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 are those <laughs> how are those opportunities? How are those types of experiences? Uh, well. The, <laughs> Uh, the painting one's actually really horrible. Oh, all right. So I was I was supposed to be a, a painter for the summer out at UMass painting um, residence halls out there, and I somehow screwed up and missed the first day of work. Oh. No, no kidding. Oh man. So I show up the second day of work and I'm like, hi, and this the woman working us is like, um, you were supposed to start yesterday, so we terminated you. I was like, oh, 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 oh my God. She's like, you were supposed to start yesterday. And this gentleman walks over, and he's like, but I need a supervisor on this paint crew up in this other area. So the next thing you know, I'm now supervising. What in the world? No, exactly, right? I, so I get up there, and I had this team that was just it was comical. You know, there's four people working for me. Uh, no one's showing up on time. Oh, man. Uh, we were competing against this other team that was sort of like the perfect team. Everybody was uh, working very, very Nobody well likes them. Um, and it, it was one of those jobs. I mean, Amherst in the summer 
Yeah. By the way, go to Boston in the summer. Can we just plug yeah. that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, take some courses at UMass Boston yeah. in the summer. You're out at UMass Amherst. I'm telling you now, <laughs> it is a, a far better place to spend your summer. Amherst in the summer is is warm. Uh, there's not, there wasn't a lot going on. Oh yeah. Um, it, it not not the most fun that mm-hmm. one could spend their summer doing, but also taught me. Well, this is what it's like to manage people. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really that's you know, crazy that you went from being terminated I know, to, I, to I, their I, supervisor. Yeah, yeah, you I, got yeah, promoted bizarre. for missing a day of work. <laughs> that's, almost. That's, that's really supposed to work. Um, <laughs> but the 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 bouncer job, the local bar up there, and uh, I knew one of the owners, and he just happened to run into me at some point and said, "Would you like to work?" I was like, "Sure." And it was a very interesting time up there. The UMass men's basketball team um, was in a was in a big stretch of being very successful. John Calipari was the head coach. Um, there, it was an exciting you know time to be in the area and working there. I think taught me a lot about one how do you manage people who. You may not be sober. Um, how do you, you know, yeah. how do you talk to anyone and everyone? Yeah. And um, how do you treat people fairly? Yeah. And um, those are all important skills. How do you de-escalate situations oh, yes. that um, could, you know, go in a bad way if you don't? And um, it, but it was also another example of making a big place small because I was a little older. Yeah. I wasn't involved in student government. I wasn't really involved in my fraternity chapter, mm-hmm. but I had a nice group of people that I was working with, and I enjoyed their company. It was it was a small team, um, and again, it made it a fun experience outside of the classroom. Yeah, um, okay. and I got paid for it, so yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it also taught me about things I didn't want to do, because mm-hmm. I, I was like, yeah, that was interesting to do that for six months. I never want to do that again. Yeah, and, and <laughs> well, but that's awesome though because now you know, yeah, you know, you know. I mean, you, yeah, and, and that's for any job, guys. Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. You can figure out through an internship or a part-time job the things you don't want to do for a career. Mm-hmm. That's as important as figuring out the ones that you do. Mm-hmm. So for yeah. sure, yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing that. That was the best story. Running <laughs> out of time, but that was a, definitely a great conversation. Really appreciate you coming by, stopping by, and just having the just sharing your experience, sure. sharing your thoughts. Yeah. Before we let you go, just one last piece of advice, I guess, yeah. for new freshmen and new students here at UMass. You know, uh, this this might sound cliche, and I hope it doesn't. I hope people actually take this to heart. Welcome week and welcome programs right now give you lots of opportunities Mm -hmm. to look at ways to get involved on the campus. Mm -hmm. There's an activities fair coming up in two weeks on on Tuesday, I believe the 17th or the 19th, one of those days. Yes. Um, You got to check things out. Absolutely. You know, and... um, you, you know, you may not find the exact match, but even even in a place like student activities where you can start a new mm-hmm. club and organization, if you're interested oh, in that there, um, look into those. And, you know, spend some time walking around and, and meeting people mm-hmm. here. You know, yep. stop by any of those things that are offering you free food. Oh, um, oh take yeah. Advantage of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And learn a little bit more about what's going on the campus. Um, follow some key accounts on you know your favorite social media yeah. channel, um, and, and you know look for things that are going to give you the opportunity you know the opportunities to thrive, and at the same time don't forget to explore Boston. Yeah, it's a oh, great city. Absolutely, it's a great city. There's all kinds of things that you can do here, and it's totally okay to leave the UMass Boston campus yes. and explore a little bit. And I think that that's a that's a big thing. So, yeah. Yeah. All awesome. Right. That was awesome. Boston, Thanks, John. Man. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much you for again, taking John. the time. Yeah. This has been so informative, very yeah. helpful, very insightful it. as well. I think, uh, Happy to come back whenever you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. We, we might have we to take you up on that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> We absolutely. actually didn't get to all the questions <laughs> that we got for you, so we'll definitely uh, have to schedule again for some time later on. But <laughs> that's yeah, great. Yeah, this was fun. Uh, thank you all for listening in. Uh, a couple of, uh, pro- uh, excuse me, events that we want to plug in uh, for these next couple of days. Uh, there's the, like, 
like John mentioned, there's probably like some uh, student involvement fair coming up in a couple of weeks. But we, there was just like a job fair yesterday too. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty busy. Um, but there's a volunteer fair. Uh, uh, coming up soon, uh, 30 nonprofits, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Campus Kitchens, Generation Citizen, Jumpstart, all those types of volunteer uh, organizations at the Campus Center Terrace on September 10th uh, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Also, the, all these all these events are going to be on umbinvolved.com, so definitely check out that website if you haven't already and sign up over there. There's going to be a pizza pop-up, so again, as John mentioned, free food. Uh, honestly, you can survive on campus with yeah. like free food depending on like every day of the week just like with the different programs like events that <laughs> you go to <laughs> so there's that what, uh, what is that that's going to be a spot, uh, on, also on September 10th and it starts at 2pm it's sponsored by yeah. SAEC get free slices of pizza uh, at the Campus Center Plaza, man, man, man. right over there. I love a good slice of pizza. I'm a big fan. Mid-Autumn Festival, also sponsored by Navitas and the Global Programs uh, Festival. During uh, that's It's a festival featuring calligraphy and food. That's going to be on the Campus Center Terrace on Thursday, September 12th, 12 p.m., uh, Excuse me, starting at 12 p.m. And then last but not least, the second annual Lawn on Beak Lawn Night. I'm a big fan of this event. It was a great oh, yeah. thing last I will, year. I will highly recommend. I, I'm planning to be there to be shooting photos for Hell sure yeah. for yes. mass media. So Absolutely. We awesome. got it on our big front, beautiful lawn right in front of Campus Center. Uh, it's pretty much a college playground with LED games, LED seesaws, lawn games, music, food, giveaways, etc., etc. So pretty much, pretty like we're bringing Lawn on D to UMass Boston. Pretty yes. much. That's going to be uh, on Friday, September 13th uh, at 7. So definitely check all those events uh, out. Uh, keep an eye out for our next podcast next week. Hopefully, Jay Lee will be able to join us too. Absolutely. Feel better, Jay Lee. Quick, uh, <laughs> quick, quick plug. Uh, <laughs> check us out on Instagram, UMB Podcast at UMB Podcast. Um, you can also follow UMB Mass Media as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we are affiliated. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, John, again. This yeah. has been so Absolutely. so fun. Yeah. Such a good, the good conversation. The first guest of the podcast yeah. as well. Congratulations. Round of applause. Thank we are, you. We are paving the way. We're pioneering this. Hell yeah. This is a new thing. So, um, yeah, this is awesome. All right. All right. All right. See you all in a bit. Signing off now. <laughs>